Welcome to the Serpent Soul Podcast, where we explore our identity before God and our relationship with God. I'm your host, Kenneth Grady, and I pray that we will be fed by the Word of God, led by the Spirit of God, and living with passion for the will of God. And in so doing, may we raise each other up as we lay ourselves down before the Lord. This is the Servant Soul Podcast. So this week, uh, the thought in my heart is really about just getting to a place of being humble before God and humble before others. And it's kind of silly considering that the title of this podcast literally starts with the word servant, that I don't get around to talking about being a servant more often than I do. But what do we really internalize is our image of a man or a woman of God. And at least for me, I'm drawn to people in the Bible who were leaders in the more militant sense, you know, like David or Gideon or Moses or Joshua. And if we're really honest, I wonder how many of us aspire to be a leader the way that Jesus was a leader. And what do I mean by that? And what I'm getting at is that Jesus did speak publicly on many occasions. But I think if we look at the totality of his ministry, we see far more of his time being spent healing and helping and serving people around him. And we have writings in the Gospels of some of his great sermons. But between the lines, we see far more of his labor to the hurting souls that surrounded him on all sides. It's funny to me that when I really pause and think about it, that my desire as a Christian has mostly been to be a dynamic, effective communicator who can stir the hearts of God's people and inspire them somehow to serve God and be passionate believers. And what a fantasy, right? I mean, isn't that how we picture a powerful spiritual person on a stage filled with passion, energetically spewing out the truth of God in a way that makes those who listen feel alive in the spirit of God? And there is a place for those with the gift of preaching and teaching, but here's the angle I'm coming from today. How much humility does it take to be the one in charge? Now, I know many people who preach and teach are sincere and humble people, and I'm not here to make some sweeping insult of church leaders. That's not the point. My point is, as we set our hearts on a target for our spiritual growth, what are we aiming at and why? So I want to preach the word. So I want to lead the singing. So I want to be an inspirational human being or be in some leadership position. Great. But why? Is it because I'm disgruntled with uh, others who don't do it the way I want? Am I struggling with validation and having a position somehow gives me security about who I am? Am I feeling guilty and trying to compensate for my failures by proving my dedication? Somehow in the pursuit of being godly, it's so easy to get tied up in a million ideas of what we have to be. And before we know it, we're not even sure why we're doing what we're doing, or even if we should be doing it. So if you're like me and ever struggling with this idea of being somebody great for God, I just want to hit the brakes this week. Just lay aside our 10 steps to greatness map and look at the scriptures to simplify our lives a little. And so today's scripture is going to start in Mark chapter 10, verses 42 through 45, which says, But Jesus called them to him and saith unto them, Ye know that they which are accounted to rule over the Gentiles exercise lordship over them, and their great ones exercise authority upon them. 
but so shall it not be among you. For whosoever will be great among you shall be your minister, and whosoever of you will be the chiefest shall be servant of all. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. So here's where simple truth becomes difficult practice. It's great to be passionate about speaking the word of God or being a motivating force of changing the lives of others. But how much passion do we have for silently serving those around us? How much passion do we have for listening to others and esteeming them better than ourselves? How much passion do we have for laying down our free time for the burden of others? When do we leave church and say, now that was a great service? Is it when we leave the building weary of carrying the burdens of others, physically spent from praising God in worship, sore from kneeling in prayer, used up in all that we can do for the body of Christ? Or does good church just mean everyone else's service that was poured out on us made us feel real happy and encouraged and motivated to come back next week and soak it up again? Somewhere, I've got this twisted idea that being close to God will just naturally levitate me closer and closer to being one of those really inspirational leaders like we see in scripture leading armies against the enemies of the Lord. And now I'm not saying that isn't a calling that God may place on someone's life, but am I humble enough to accept it if it isn't my calling? What if God just called me to mow the lawns of the elderly neighbors in my community and listen to their mile-long stories with the love and patience of Christ? That's it. Just mow grass and listen. That's all God has for me. Kenneth, go mow grass and listen. Would I still be interested in serving God? I mean, (laughs) that's a tough one. And that puts me in a place of measuring. Am I interested in doing God's work to accomplish what he wants done? Or am I interested in what I get out of the situation? And Maybe you love mowing grass, and this is a bad example for you. Just insert something that you find mundane and of little or no eternal impact. See, Philippians 2, 5-8 through says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who, being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. So if Christ took on the form of a servant, why are we so focused on being someone important? When was the last time we put more effort into following the example of Jesus instead of trying to be a good example? It is so easy for us to get focused on projecting what we think the image of Christ should be onto our lives without ever pouring the work of Christ into the lives of others. And so I guess the main point is that we must be careful to remember the humility of Christ as our greatest example. And while I'd rather imitate the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus, he could just as easily call us to imitate the washer of feet, Jesus. And I want to take a moment and ask, what are we actually willing to do for Jesus? If it turns out that we're only active in serving God, in the things that we like to do, maybe we should take a closer look at our motivations. I don't mean to suggest that God wants to just call all of us into misery, but the idea that work should be pleasurable and emotionally fulfilling and something that we love to do is a pretty modern and inaccurate idea of work. That's called a hobby. And I don't think washing feet and dying on a cross 
would make the list of hobbies of Christ. Jesus gave us the example of self-sacrificing service that was rewarding in the scope of eternity, not in the sort of good karma attitude of many today. So doing good because we want to be known as good people is more often a matter of ego than a matter of faithfulness. There are numerous benefits to being a kind person, involved in a community of faith, known as a moral person, recognized as a faithful person. Let's not kid ourselves that this type of status growth is all to the glory of God. I mean, we love the ego strokes of being loved in our little congregation of Sunday buddies. How much love do we have for the idea of being invisible? So good at making other people important that they forget we're even there. Things just go smoother when we're involved. People get helped. Jobs get done and nobody knows who to thank but God. Who's signing up for that job? And this is my last thought for today. Would I be able to serve God if it weren't for all the benefits that I get out of it? In other words, am I actually a servant of God or a servant to self? Would I burn out if nobody ever noticed me? Nobody ever said thank you. Nobody ever said good job. Nobody ever gave me credit for all my effort. Would I actually keep doing what I do if God was my only cheerleader? Would God's love be enough? Would his pleasure and my faithfulness be enough? Is my why for how I live truly founded on the rock of my relationship with Christ, or would my motivation evaporate as soon as all the favor and recognition and approval and compliments of those around cease to flow in my direction? And that's a hard pill to take. And, and I can say that this is a truth that will probably humble us quickly if we are sincere and honest with ourselves about our relationship with God. So again, am I serving God, or am I just using God as a mechanism to serve myself? That's a hard question. John 12, 26 says, If any man serve me, let him follow me, and where I am, there shall also my servant be. And if any man serve me, him will my Father honor. Amen. Thanks for listening. And until next time, may we grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To Him be glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen.